Thank you for downloading this Brum Radio podcast. For more podcasts, visit brumradio.com. Hello, thanks for downloading. This is the Brum Radio Comedy Show, hosted by me, James Cook. What we've done is we've taken out all the bits that we're not allowed to put in it for legal reasons and left the rest so you can listen to it. Enjoy! Well, hello! It's time for the Brum Radio Comedy Show with me, James Cook, back after a week off. And what a show we've got uh, ready for you today, uh, presumably. We're going to be talking to Ahir Shah. He's going to be telling us why uh, intelligent comedy... Uh, might not be the praise that it sounds like. Uh, Tom Bins, him of uh, Ivan Brackenbury fame, will be talking about how to be a character act when you're not actually a character act. And we're going to be finding out all about what happened at the Leicester uh, Mercury Comedy Festival Act of the Year competition, where we had two West Midlands representatives uh, in the shape of good kids and Eric Rushton, who's going to be filling us in on what happened on that magical evening. All that and looking ahead to comedy events coming up in and around Birmingham in the next seven days. Uh, this is the Brum Radio Comedy Show. Uh, you can uh, text us. No, you can't text us. You can tweet us at Brum Radio Comedy. Uh, you can email us, brumradiocomedy at gmail.com. It's Brum Radio, the Brum Radio Comedy Show with me, James Cook. Uh, it is the difficult eighth show, the 27th of February, 2020. <laughs> and what's that? The sound of laughter uh, is in the studio. Not the Peter K book. Uh, not the PTK book, The Sound of Laughter. No, no you're absolutely right. person that's laughing physically. Okay, uh, well, we, let's uh, introduce Sound you. Sound waves. It's, uh, it's Eric Rushton. Hi, uh, how are you, mate? I'm, I'm good, thanks for coming in today. It's all right, don't really have much else going on. So, <laughs> really excited to be invited on this show. I'm, I'm glad we Get some more reach yeah. for my work. Yeah, I'm glad we're slightly more uh, involving than doing nothing. Yeah, um, you're here because uh, well, we usually start the show with um, the local comedy news, mm-hmm. and there has been some big uh, local comedy news yeah. last weekend. National news at the Leicester Comedy Festival. Yeah, was and make globally. Sure, make sure I get this right, Eric. The Leicester Mercury Comedian, Comedian of the Year, year yeah. final, and this is a big deal. This yeah. competition, it's run for since Huge 1995. It's run every year. Previous winners include. Uh, Ramesh Ranganathan, yeah. Josh Widdicombe, Sean Walsh, Vegas, Johnny Vegas, yeah, yeah and the, and the Matt, place in America <laughs> won it one year, I think. Matt Hollins, Tom yes. Little, Stevie Knuckles, you know, some of them aren't household names, but we won't hold that against them. They they still won it. Jimmy Carr, yeah, or did he? Who was in it? I don't know. If he, did he win it? I don't know. I don't. I can't remember. Anyway. Um, now, no West Midlands-based act had been in the final since 2010, when Ben Davids was in the final. Yeah. No West Midlands... Poor decade for the Midlands. <laughs> yeah, we've really let ourselves yeah. down. Uh, no West Midlands act had won it since Joe Enright in 1996. Yeah. You born. were in the final. Uh, yeah. Not only you representing the West Midlands, the good kids as well. Well, Musical say it direct. right. Good kids. They get annoyed about that. Yeah. It's good like, kids. It's not the Facebook. It's Facebook. No, yeah. It's not the good kids. It's cleaner. It's good kids. That's a good film, isn't it? What? Do you know that point in the social network where he goes, Yeah. Drop the the. Is it, it's cleaner. Is it the social network or is it social network? I think it, it's called the social network, but at first it's called the Facebook, isn't it? Oh, yes. And then is it Sean Parker? Is that his name? Justin yeah, the, Timberlake. The guy from The Napster. He's just like, Drop the the. It's cleaner. Yeah. 
and then ever and, since and good kids are like that they've taken yeah, the lesson from social network from Justin Timberlake I think <laughs> if it's good enough for Justin Timberlake yeah. it's good enough for good kids anyway they were in the final you were in the final yeah so uh, talk us through how that how that day went for you um from minute by minute yes please in real time uh, in real time let's do it's a 24 hour long show. show oh I woke up oh it was annoying actually at the start of the day mate do you remember tra- trains Remember trains? Do you remember trains? Oh, I remember oh, they're trains. All, they're yeah. all cancelled and that. So okay. I had to get a, like a rail replacement bus and then a train to Leicester. So that was annoying. So you've already, already, in, a, already in a foul mood. Already, already battling against adversity. Yeah, I'm just trying to set, set that up. In the movie of this uh, story, already the audience is on your side now. Because they, yeah. they absolutely empathise. Well, not everyone. People's situation. opinions diverge, don't they? All right. So you get to, over to Leicester. What was the venue for the the thing? The Y Theatre. Okay. I got, I got I went up in the day and hung out a bit with good kids. Um, we got oh, we got nice we got a lovely got a lovely uh, sort of kebab at this Turkish place. Huge portion. I don't know if this is the detail you. How original. long before the gig was the kebab <laughs> incident? How, what was we the went, time difference between? I got there about. Um, I got there about two. Okay. I had a coffee with um, Josh Pugh. Okay. Yes. Who's yeah. also this whole uh, story is going to rhyme. Show. By the way, Can't wait <laughs> <that>. <laughs> it's like a Doctor Seuss <laughs> book of the story. Um, and then yeah, food about half four. And what time was the show starting? Something like I think half seven, but annoyingly we had to be there at like quarter past six. Oh, you say that, but you were there at two. No, but we had to be at the venue and we were eating, and then we had to go to our hotel before and that. I mean, these are all, you know, well, very good problems to have, aren't they? But I mean, these are these are rock and roll problems. Yeah, but I think I, I'm interested in how people g themselves up for it because it's a big gig. Yeah, it's a big gig. It's an important gig. Yeah, it's a make or break gig in many ways. Um, so you yeah. get there at two. You well, can't be there actually, James. What? It can be a make gig, not a break gig for Eric Rushton. <laughs> He's successful no matter what. He doesn't need any recognition from anyone. Carve out okay. my own path. All right. Uh, you get there at two. You're coffeeed up. For this make gig. Yeah, for the make gig. <laughs> for this make or stay the same gig. <laughs> um, you, uh, Who's it broken in the past? I don't know. Well, I no looked pressure. through the list of winners and there were some people in there I'd never heard of. So right. I just assumed that they'd broken. Right. Anyway. Uh, you, you're coffeeed up at two. Yeah. You're getting the caffeine fix, are you? Uh, actually, up. I'm decaf that day. Oh, decaf. Yeah, I've been going decaf for a while, but I've gone caffeine all this week, man. Yeah. But anyway, that's another story. All right, uh, with Josh. Then you have a kebab. Kebab, Half yeah. four, so yeah. that's three hours before showtime. Yeah. You're getting the, the stomach full. Yeah. You don't want to eat too close to showtime, do you? Um, no, exactly, You'd yeah. be a bit stodgy and sleepy on stage. It was a massive portion, though, ridiculous. Yeah. But that was enough to power you through. Yeah. Okay. You get to the the, the venue, the Y Theatre. Yeah. Quarter past six. Um, I think I'm rocking up at twenty past. Oh. Already okay. bringing an attitude to the gig. All right. Or you're going, you've got the schedule. You're Already going, annoying people. I'm adding five minutes yeah. to this. If you want to be a star, act like a star. Yeah. The judges are thinking this is going to count against him. What's going on here? <laughs> this tardiness. Yeah. We'll give him a demerit for that. <laughs> All right, so and then in that sort of hour-long gap you've got between showing up at the venue and the show starting, what what's it like in it's the weird. green room? Are you with the other acts? Yeah, yeah, and there's a bit of you know sound checking and all that going on. Um, 
But it's it's all right actually. I expected it to be worse. I expected it to be a bit bit more tense, but people are you know nice and stuff. So I've done I've done a few uh, competitions before, and it's a bit. You know what I mean? You you yeah. host them. I, the I breaking talent and all that. Yeah, bit, I, I don't know what like, you mean. Oh, <laughs> right, edgy. no one can see the mime. Right, you're doing. Right, he's kind I'm of. Miming. He was waving his arms around yeah. in an aggressive way. That's what backstage is normally like at big competitions. But They're a bit aggressive. Everyone's kind of on it. Obviously, there was a bit of you know there was that there, but I think it was a bit more like we're all just dead happy to be there. I think. Okay. That, 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 yeah. All right. So it was a quite a nice atmosphere, and you're all hanging out together, are you backstage? Yeah. Yeah. All right, uh, and then uh, at what point do they have they told you the running order of the show? Uh, we had to draw um, little bits of paper up with the numbers one to seven. Oh, so there was a draw, yeah, for the, for the running order, yeah, like the FA Cup and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Did Ian Wright come and do some? Of yeah, them? I picked out number two. All right, so I was I was quite happy with that actually because it's you get it out of the way early, but you don't have to go go on first. Okay, and then you can relax. Are people disappointed if they get picked first? Because traditionally, the person who goes on first in a competition never wins. Yeah. Just because the audience aren't as warmed up. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I mean, I was happy with second. Yeah? Yeah. Because I suppose the good spots that people want are first after the break or the last one of the show. Yeah. As long as the show's not too long, because then the audience right. gets Right. Yeah, no, yeah. It was only... Seven acts. It was a it was a good length actually. I think for for a show. But okay. Yeah. Uh, so who's comparing the show? Dan Nightingale, very talented man. Yeah. Very yeah. Perfect. That's who you'd want there, isn't it? Top quality. Yeah. Uh, circuit compare. One of the best Nightingale. in the business. Very experienced. Yeah. Exactly. A safe pair of hands. Exactly what you need. Yeah, I felt. Uh, okay. And he actually goes caressed on. me with those hands at one point. <laughs> the first act. <laughs> he caressed you with his hands? Uh, no, he didn't. He, another... bit, he, he was loving my tiger, though. Do you know, I have a, a as part of my act, I have a big stuffed tiger. Um, which doesn't sound great, does it, really? When I talk... <laughs> well, it's, it's <laughs> it interesting. It <laughs> well, I say I come on stage with a big stuffed tiger, no one's thinking he's done well in this competition. <laughs> um, the, the, what they're going to assume is that the... the uh, the stuffed tiger is going to be like a, 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 some kind of ventriloquist right. dummy. You're going to make the tiger talk yeah. or do something with it. Yeah, none of that, really. And you don't really. Do. No. You just kind of put it down. Yeah. Like it's a, just for me, really. It's like uh, when people used to go on Blockbusters and put a cuddly toy on the It's my desk. mascot, yeah. Yeah. Um, but it is massive. Yeah, it's yeah. too big, yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, it's called Benji. Shout out to him. He'll be listening at home, so... Uh, so uh, first act goes on. Who was the first act? Um, uh, Mustafa, but I can't remember his surname. So that I'm already I'm already sounding like a <laughs> bit of a uh, knob. If it's all right to say that word, it's probably not. But um, bit of a Mustafa. diva. He's on ah, first. He's he's good. He's great. And you know you're me on... forgetting his surname is no reflection on him as an act. <laughs> and you know you're on next. So while yeah. are you in the wings while Mustafa's on? Yeah, there's like a whole green room and that and then there's the sort of wink so i sort of went to the just off off the stage about five minutes into a set maybe maybe five or six minutes because it's a seven minute set okay um and what's going through your head as you're standing there in the wings you know what i am you know i'm a bit nervous but i'm actually feeling quite good about it i don't you know i don't know if one people want to hear that you know what i mean sounds a bit i'm not feeling like oh i'm gonna do it i'm just feeling like i'm just, just gonna have a good time yeah, I was excited, very excited to perform excited. at the gig. 
Yeah. Excited rather I try, than nervous. I think I tried to do that a lot. You know that thing, like that psychological thing of reframing nerves as excitement? Mm-hmm. That's what they say footballers should do when they're taking penalties. Okay. Yeah. So it's a bit like... It's a long walk, actually, from the back of the stage to the uh, to the microphone. And I was saying, um, I was quipping before the show that it's a bit like... You do like to quip. <laughs> yeah. It's a bit like when uh, all the footballers wait at the halfway line and they got to do that long walk to the... To the uh, um, penalty spot. But okay, yeah. so you're 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 psychologically reframing the nerves as excitement. Yeah. you're looking forward to going on. Yeah. Um, Dan Nightingale introduces you onto the stage. Yeah. Do you remember anything about the gig? Yes. From that point. Yeah, yeah. Come on. Um, you start quipping. Start quipping. <laughs> start, it's very important it's to quip straight away. It's good when away. your first couple of bits that are meant to get a laugh do get a laugh. Then you just feel like I can just do this now. Yeah. There's one um, moment of terror that during my performance that only <sighs> audience wouldn't have noticed at all, but internally for like one second, I was like, "This is going to derail it now." I was, uh, I have a, a ref, uh, I have a bit in my set where I'm talking about being on the doll, and I used the name uh, Deborah, but for some reason, I said Helen during my set, and you know when you say something a bit differently, because then I've got to say that same name later again. I was like. <laughs> okay. I did another mind, by the way. Okay, yeah, he was kind of waving his arms about <laughs> yeah. in uh, a panic there. But so you refer to a, a, a character called uh, Deborah, yeah. and for some reason she's suddenly called Helen. Yeah, I don't know what that is. I don't know why. Have you ever done anything like that? I never do stuff like that. No, Which never was, ever made never a made a mistake on stage. <laughs> never made a mistake. I mean, obviously, like it wouldn't have shown at all, and it, the name was interchangeable. But mm. um, I think, oh no, but yeah, that's fine. Okay. Uh, all right. So other than that, though, plain sailing. Yeah, just had. Uh, <laughs> yeah, coasted through it, James. <laughs> I mean, just I had, good, it, I had really. a good. Yeah, I actually tried out some new stuff. Um, <laughs> you didn't. Out. You didn't do new stuff. Other no. than Helen, that was the new bit. That was the new bit, and it, you know what? It worked a treat. So <laughs> maybe I'll keep it in. Is Helen funnier than Deborah? Maybe I think Deborah's funny though, isn't it? What is it about um, old-fashioned? middle-aged women name that's, that's funny I don't know yeah. I, all I'm remembering is that I went to school with loads of Deborahs and Helens so just oh. you've just reminded me oh, that I'm so. middle-aged now yeah I'm sure there's still there's still knocking about in the new gen everyone's called like um, Phoebe now aren't they yeah uh, well I always say about the um, uh, the, the kids uh, around uh, King's Heath where yeah. we both inhabit yeah uh, are either named after elderly Jewish men or burlesque <laughs> dancers yeah yeah um, you are always saying that. Uh, it's, it's one of my things, yeah. I'm sorry, isn't it? Uh, it's Const- my, relentlessly, though. It's one of my quips. Yeah. Uh, so you come off, and uh, then you're done, aren't you? Yeah, it, which is a nice that, feeling. What does that feel like when you walk off there? Yeah, it's good. Because it's like, it's, you know, it went well. That's, all, that's the least, you know, not the least. That's that's really was my main aim. like To re- walk off. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I set, I set the, piece. I set the bar low. But you know what I mean? Just do not make a fool of myself. Do all yeah. right. Come off. It's done now. Um, all right. Got a drink. I think I had to wait till the break for a drink. Bit annoying. Okay. And then you get to watch the rest of the show. Yeah. Did you watch it or did you um, hang around backstage? Sort of. You could hear it a bit backstage. Um, I did go up for... Good Kids Were On Last. I did go up. You could go like upstairs. There was like a balcony bit and I went up and watched them. Okay. Felt very proud watching them actually. Oh well, they're uh, they're you know yeah. they're, they're from our more, world, aren't they? Yeah, part of our. I'm um, very good friends, circuit. and you know, 
I don't know, I felt a bit emotional. Okay. You know, just watching them come out at a big stage and like, yeah, we're, ju- we're doing this. And how did they do, Good Kids? Yeah, they they great, yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Because they they're do amazing. Get, the, get, the songs, they're high energy, getting everyone Yeah, they're, I think they're, they're one of the best around, you know what I mean? Okay. Get any crowd going. All right, so the show finishes. Yeah. Or that portion of the show finishes. Yeah. And then how is it? Is it judges who decide who wins? Is that? Yeah. Okay. And then so sort of Dan Nightingale goes back on and has to just sort of keep going until they've decided. Oh, just Phil. Yeah. <laughs> um, which is no bad thing. You get to watch a load of Dan Nightingale. Which is oh, it's good for the audience. It's yeah. quite a long time, actually. Well, okay. it's about 20 minutes. So while Dan's on doing his filling thing, yeah. and the judges are deliberating. Yeah. What did you give yourself much of a chance? Did you? <sighs> I knew my set had gone well, but I've done. I've been in a few finals before where I thought that I've I've had so much um, disappointment in my short life, James. <laughs> so I just thought, you know, uh, uh, you know, probably won't. Probably <laughs> nothing will come of it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, all right. And then is, is this right? They got you all back on stage. Yeah. How yeah. does how does that feel? Uh. Yeah, I, I didn't mind that too much. A few people were saying, oh, I wish they just announced, like before, before when we were backstage, like, oh, I wish we didn't have to all get back on. I wish they just said. Yeah. Cause, but I, yeah, I didn't mind it too much. Because for one person, great. Yeah. For the other acts, yeah. you've got to stand there smiling. That's clapping. true. Well, there's three places, so. Okay. Like there's third, second, and third. Uh, so third, there's. Yeah, there's third, second, and then third again. <laughs> <laughs> Controversial, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> this year, we have two third places and no winner. Um, <laughs> all right, so they're, they're presumably announcing this in reverse order. Uh, yeah, they did. The yeah, traditionally. Otherwise, it's a bit of a yeah, it's a bit of a after the Lord. Yeah, and your third place. <laughs> yeah, you can't close on third. Um, this isn't giving Olympic medals in the seventies. Um, so, uh, who was third? Louise Young, very good act. Okay. Um, yeah. So who was second? Matt Bragg. All East right. Midlands boy. Very, oh, yeah, East Midlands, yeah, isn't he? Very, so. very good. We very played good. football with him. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, we played football. Does your show know about our little football that we do? <laughs> does that, do <laughs> your little show. <laughs> Sometimes we play football. Yeah. Show. We other comedians. Deal with it. Uh, Matt Brack, he's a uh, very sort of deadpan sort of, yeah. almost sort of Jack D style. Yeah, yeah. He's, he reminds me of a, a comic called Ian Moore. I don't know if you've ever seen Ian. No, I don't know. He's, yeah. uh, he's actually he lives in France, but right. he does still gig over mainly in the south. Yeah, he's got that kind of sort of deadpan, oh, right. dry no. humour. Matt Bragg has that. So they've been announced. Uh, yeah. So there are five comedians who haven't been announced. What yeah. are you thinking at this point? Are you thinking, hey, maybe? Oh, I, I, I can't remember to be honest. I don't know. Right. I mean, I think obviously you're thinking maybe. Okay, but so and it's the, a bit. But then you're thinking when third and second, you think in because everyone did so well. You're thinking, oh, the other, this act hasn't placed. Surely they're first. You know what I mean? Okay. And so is it is Dan Nightingale reading out the results? Yeah. Has he got them in a, a bit of card or a bit of paper? Yes. Or All right. And yeah. so what does he then say? Um, he says um, the winner. It, I don't know. Actually, I don't ever bait him. <laughs> I, I have to look back at the raw footage. <laughs> But he announced the winner, and it was um, Eric Rushton. Hey, it's me. You are the champion. Yeah. Well done. Comedy. Well done. You have won comedy I, I in know. 2020. Move on to a different art form now. <laughs> really? Yeah. What, you can what? try the banjo. 
the banjo, eh? No. Uh, no, I love follow- comedy. This is my beloved art form. I'll never, never quit this, no matter. Like I said, this was not make or break. Whatever whatever uh, recognition I'm getting, I just love the craft, James. Okay. Well, I'll tell you what we'll do. We'll play some music, and then we'll come back, and we'll talk about what you're going to do next with All your right. newfound glory. Uh, speaking more with Eric Rushton on the Brum Radio Comedy Show after classic 80s joy from the Lotus Eaters. With me, James Cook, and the winner of the Lester Mercury Comedian of the Year 2020, Eric Rushton. Hey. Yay! You were a bit dancing a bit at the end of that song. Well, I... With I, your head. I, you know, yeah. I'm, it's the, I've picked the music. Yeah, yeah. So I'm going to pick stuff that Do I, I get a choice I like. on no. one? Oh, no. I don't know. I Maybe. I was just something really... Put some grime on. Yeah? Yeah. It's not that kind of show, really. But thanks for suggesting it. You need to anyway. diversify. So on Saturday, uh, you were crowned champion. Yeah. What has uh, what has changed since then for you? What, what Quite has a changed? lot, actually. Mainly yeah. mood. <laughs> okay. Well, the biggest changes are going to be... Uh, uh, internal. Internal. Yeah. No, we're, oh, there's an after party. That was good. Oh, oh yeah. I was out to like six, man. After the show, there was an after party. There was like an after... Because it was like the last Saturday of the festival as well. So it was like a comedian's after party. That was really fun. And then we went, do you know, um, Alex Hilton owns a pub. Oh, yes. Uh, Leicester-based comedian Alex Hilton. Yes. He has recently um, taken over a pub. Yeah, which is fair play to him. Yeah. Well, sounds stressful. But well, we went for a lock-in, it is. That's great. Yeah. All right. Well, I'd so... say that a lock-in's illegal, isn't it, really? Well, it's happened now. Who's yeah. Who's going to care? Really? Keep mentioning it, yeah. Um, so... But if anyone wants to follow that up from, <laughs> from the authorities... <laughs> You, I can e- provide a statement. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you were. <laughs> yes. Incriminating comedians. <laughs> it's the Brum Radio Comedy Show. Uh, so, what time do you go to bed on Saturday? Or should I say Sunday? Uh, uh, yeah, no, you should. Because that would be accurate. Yeah. Uh, about six in the morning, I think well, it would have been, man. Crazy. And then, and then the next day, I had to stay. The winner has to stay another day mm. to do. There was like a, a closing show of the festival. Uh, on the Sunday at the Kerr Theatre, which is okay. another big theatre, that was on, was on like Gary Delaney and Mark Olver. Is that his name? Mark Olver. He was he was hosting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. brilliant. Uh, Kate, yeah, amazing. Kate Lucas, uh, Sarah Johnson. It's great. Yes, another um, Leicester-based. Act. Oh, to- Tony Slattery. Is wow, Tony, to- to- Tony, Tony Slattery. It? Yeah, yes. yeah. From the nineties. Yeah, what a lineup. Fantastic. That was fun. And was your phone blowing up? At phone, this point? yeah, was unbelievable. Inbox was going nuts. Yeah, what were positive messages? Po- no, a lot of like, <laughs> what a, con- yeah, what congr- a swiz. wasn't deserved. Yeah, <laughs> this whole thing is yeah. rigged. Give yeah. it back. All you of brought that. the competition into disrepute. <laughs> Sad okay. that the once prestigious Leicester Mercury has come down to this. Okay, a lot of that going on. No, it's very positive from you know. And have the offers started rolling in? Yeah. Yeah, lot, lots of gigs and stuff like that. Like, okay. Um, well, that's great. Oh yeah, it's been it's been. Uh, I think it's going to do a lot for me actually. And then um, you know, email sending out some emails to some industry. Yeah. I'm grinding. You got to make the most. The comedy of it. industry. Um, I've gone again for the banjo industry, <laughs> <laughs> which is a mistake of mine. But it worked for Steve Martin. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Uh, yeah, thinking out emails. I might be. I might um, thinking about doing an hour in Edinburgh. It's exciting. 
This is fan- this is fantastic. Yeah, yeah. I'm really, really thrilled for you. Um, I have no advice to give you because I've never been in that situation before. Uh, however, what I would say is... You've got lots of wisdom and I respect you a lot. Take advantage of the first flush. That's what I'm thinking. You got. I've, I've been... Um, well, I sort of work flexibly. I do um, supply teaching. I've just basically taken every day off. I've just been emailing all... I barely slept. I'm very excited. <laughs> I don't know if happiness is annoying on the radio, so I don't want to sort of. I don't think you're coming across that happy, to be honest, Eric. All right. Okay, but they should see me like normally. (laughs) Yeah, I am lucky to have that sort of monotone voice that doesn't really rub it in people's faces, but I'm ecstatic. Good, good. Um, Take advantage of the first flush. Yeah. Because. I think when uh, if if a comedian comes through and they they've got something about them and they're any good, mm. there will be some industry <laughs> excitement on some level. Yeah, that oh here's the new here's a new thing. Yeah, because we love the thrill of the new, hot new piece of ass. And uh, when you're when you are the hot piece of ass that people are talking yeah. about, you assume yeah that that oh well this will be it forever now. No, everyone, everyone will always be excited down the line. About me. You'll be a cold buttocks again. And yeah, but and, <laughs> you know some people they remain a hot piece of ass for yeah. a long time. They can sustain it. Yeah, but they are the exceptions. Yeah. Um. And uh, yeah, my advice to anyone who gets any success early on is strike while the iron yeah. is hot. Who, sh- who should I be talking to? I have no idea. All right. Look, probably not to me in the back room of a vegan restaurant in Digbeth. Uh-huh. I don't know if this is going to do anything for your career. Yeah, that'd be all right, man. But, um, but yeah, get out there. Cause, uh, get myself out there. I think from my point of view, the thing that I've noticed with you when I've seen you recently, and I've seen you a couple of times this year, yeah. is that you, what you've got now, you always had stuff. Yeah. And you always had this really interesting onstage persona. Um, oh, thank you. But what you have now is you've just got consistency. And by I don't mean like that. By that you do well at every gig. I yeah, mean, yeah. In the time you're on stage, it's it's funny all the way through. Oh, and there thank are great you. jokes all the way through. Oh, this means a lot, man. And that, incredibly, is quite rare. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's yeah, what I, you want to aim for in yeah, comedy, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, to have good oh, jokes. Supposed to be funny all the time. <laughs> oh, I thought I could just do like two minutes where I'm not really funny. And yeah. Then come back to it. No, but you've got you've got the consistency. So uh, delighted that you won, Eric. Are you all right to stick I'm, around? Yes. The the show? Yeah, yeah. That's I'm, good. I'm, I'm angling for a lift. Eh? Yeah, because so. I'm, I'm going to give you a lift home. Are you? Uh, I tell you what, as part of your prize for winning, yeah. can you help me do the comedy listings? Yes. Yeah. All right, we'll play some music and then we'll come back telling you what's coming up in and around Birmingham in the next seven days. <laughs> Looking ahead now to things uh, happening in and around Birmingham in the next seven days, comedy-wise. Uh, I'm James Cook, by the way, uh, champion of the comedy world 2020. Yeah, yeah. Eric Rushton Blame is also me. here. He's going to help with the comedy yeah. listings. Good, we're not talking about what's coming up banjo-wise. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> never, <sweet. never laughs> You'll have to go on the Brum Radio Banjo Show uh, yeah. to do that. Uh, so what comedy events have uh, have caught your eye then happening uh Tonight, let's start with tonight, Thursday, twenty seventh of February. Uh, I, I'm excited for Spencer Jones, mate. To be honest, at Glee Club, yeah, it's one of my favourite acts. He's not, uh, he's not his show. He's no, part he's, of on, the... he's on, a, he's on a lineup. Yeah, it's very rude of me actually because it's a great lineup altogether. Uh, Dave Johns, Steve Hughes, uh, Ted. Tez Ilias. Why does it say? It says Tex on you. Yeah, it's because I can't type. Yeah. It's Tez Ilias. Yeah, not Tex. He's very good there. Yeah, oh, that looks good. Um, Holly Bush. Cradley Heath, open mic. That's where we're, that's where I cut my teeth. Yeah, yeah. Physically, oh. very very violent crowd. 
the lovely but a little bit bonkers uh, yeah. Heath Hollybush. Yeah. Uh, I've not heard I've not sorry, I've not been to the Fat Penguin improv. That's on at the Patrick Kavanagh tonight in Mosley, but I've heard I've heard it's very very good. I think yeah, they do I've an improv. Been... Do it's they do a? Does a comedian do a set and then they improvise? They used to do something like that. Didn't yeah, they? yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't think they do that every time. Yeah, but there'll be some kind of improv stuff, and they're, they're pretty good, and it's free to get in. Yeah. So if you're in Mosley, you can go to that. And then um, the uh, one of the sharers, uh, previous holder of my award, Joe Emright, is on uh, the Comedy Junction in Sutton Coldfield. Because I am really, really trying to be healthy. Right, this is the year I'm going to be healthy now. I've started to have an egg in the morning. Is that good? <laughs> to Kinder Egg. <laughs> now you're with me. <laughs> I just like to assemble something first thing in the morning. Yeah, Joe Enright on at uh, brilliant act on at a brilliant comedy club, the yep. Comedy uh, Junction in Sutton Coldfield. Uh, moving on to tomorrow, uh, Alexi Sale is doing a couple Ooh. of nights at Mac. He's on Friday and Saturday, Big time uh, doing his thing. And uh, from, you know, one of the stalwarts of uh, alternative comedy who started way back in the 70s to someone who's been ripping it up recently uh, as part of the uh, hot water YouTube yes. phenomenon, Adam Rowe brings his show to the Glee Club. I've got a girlfriend, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Yeah, we've been together about uh, a year. It's going quite well. Starting to learn new things about relationships. For example, 10 months in, that's when all the mental illness comes out. Uh, <laughs> I'll cut her. What? <laughs> the girl in the photo, that's me nan. I don't care. <laughs> she goes near and I'll cut her. <laughs> yeah, so you can go see Adam Rowe at the Glee Club. Sick. Uh, uh, your uh, finalist friends. Yes, good kids. Uh, they're doing their off-the-rails night. It's a bit of alternative comedy uh, with headliner Ben Pope. That's, uh, where's that? Kitchen Garden Cafe. Harborn Comedy Club. Hannah Sylvester, Ryan Goff, and more. And more. I'm excited about this more. Yeah, it's not just those two. There's some more yeah. as well. That's a, not worth mentioning, though. Not worth giving a name check. But yeah. <laughs> no, a lot of the best acts fly under the radar. So Yeah. Uh, and then at the Comedy Loft at the Just Tonic on Broad Street, tour show uh, from Tom Bins, who's famous for doing his characters, probably most well-known for being Ivan Brackenbury. This is for John. He's got massive ears. He's having them pinned back. He loves Simply Red. <laughs> the inappropriate hospital radio DJ. He's got another character as well that he's going to be doing on Friday, the psychic medium. I spoke to Tom earlier this week. I started by asking, uh, Tom, how are you? I'm all right. Good. I'm quite excited because uh, I've got a new act. <laughs> another one? Yeah, I keep going to the Derby Bless and sorting out new acts. It's Gary the lady's fault. Okay, first of all, the Derby Bless, that's the Blessington Carriage gig, which is Monday nights in Derby. Have we started? Because I know where it is. <laughs> what? Yes, of course we've started. Oh, I see. So you're explaining... I see what you did. You're... I'm, I'm explaining. I'm a choric voice. I thought you were telling me where I was on Monday. <laughs> no, I'm I was ex... like, what's, he, what's up with him? I'm explaining to the listener. So it's Gary the lady's fault. Okay. Partly, anyway. How? I listened to him on a podcast and I chatted to him on a text and he said he'd got a formula for a kind of joke he'd been writing all his life. He then formalised it and, and gave it the set of rules that he'd always used 
But once he became conscious of the rules for the joke, it meant that he could make them all funny and write more. Does that make sense? Sort of, yeah. Well, you're not going to get the next bit then if it doesn't. <laughs> oh, what's the next bit? Well, then I, I thought, all oh, right. So, and then I, it got me thinking about what I did. And people think of me as a character comic, but I'm not really. Although a character is involved, I formalised what I, I did and I kind of became conscious of what I do. And then it's made me come up with more acts. The other two I've just come up with are just on their debut, the first time I've ever performed in front of an audience. There are people in that room who, who prefer them to the psychic or, or Ivan Brackenbury. Could mean one of two things. They could hate those other two acts. <laughs> <laughs> or it could mean that they're going to be good acts. So basically, I don't just do characters. I have to have a funny situation that is live in the room on the night of the comedy club and the audience have to be part of that situation, as opposed to a sketch where the audience are watching in on something that doesn't necessarily happen at that same time and place as the comedy clubs are on. And that's my thing. I've got to have... That, that audience have got to be playing the part of themselves in the sketch, and that sketch has got to be taking part on the night, in the moment. And that's, those are my rules for a comedy. So you get, that, you get the same immediacy and the same dynamic as stand-up. Because sketch comedy, have you seen sketch comedy in comedy clubs? In comedy clubs? Yeah. Yeah, rarely. You exactly. don't really get to see it, do you? Have you ever seen it work? <laughs> you saw, well, that's not fair, because I, I have seen it work, but it's it's not easy. Well, I mean, does something like Raymond and Mr Timkins, does that count as sketch comedy, what they well, do? No, because or... their audience is playing themselves in the moment, aren't they? A sketch comedy, to me, would be like, you've got to imagine they're in a bank and it's three years ago or in Victorian England, whereas Raymond Timkins, what they're doing is happening in that gig on that night. That's the difference. I think that's a really key difference, though. So you've got new characters. Yeah. Who are they? What are they? Oh, well, because I'll tell you what. I'll tell you about the two characters I'm doing, and I'll tell you about the one character I'm not doing. The one that doesn't work, I did a character in a TV show who's a, a Scouse vicar. He's a, a, a terrible comic and a wannabe Michael McIntyre, but clearly he's not even... He just nicks jokes. What's funny about that vicar is that at funerals and in church, he's doing jokes. Well, I can't do that in a comedy club because put him in a comedy club and all of a sudden he's just a shit comic. He's not actually at a funeral. Exactly. So the situation, the context is really important to me. So that's what, what I don't do work. The one I didn't think would work in a comedy club is a character called Campfire Stew, who's a survivalist. And I, I started off in sketches and videos on the internet in forests and woods surviving and so i thought well that's never going to work for me because i've got this little formula now and then what i started to do much to spiky mike is the compare at that monday night gig and he runs gigs all over the uh, midlands really doesn't he all over the world now actually and what i did <laughs> while he was in, i told him to introduce the sidekick and as he was introducing the sidekick i just stormed in as a survivalist <laughs> making out we'd already had a discussion before the gig started about a double booking of the room <laughs> And I, went, I, I was like, hey, are we sorting this out or what? Because you're you, you, like ignoring me as if you, you're getting on here, as if nothing's happened. And then I turned to the ladies and gentlemen and said, look, there's been a double booking. Who's here for the comedy? And they all cheer. And they go, right, and who's here for the survivalist seminar? And no one puts their hand up. <laughs> I go, right, it's about 50-50. You're going to have to... <laughs> Which it clearly isn't. You're going to have to give me a chance. You're going to have to... And I'll, I'll, look, I'll, I'll tell you what, I'll do 10 minutes, and then the, if they want to sign up, We'll rearrange. And poor Mike was like, oh, okay. <laughs> well, they clear off. <laughs> so they compare. Sometimes I let the compare in on it. Sometimes I don't. 
And so that, that puts him in the right time and place. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. can do a lecture. And then the, the one I tried the other night on Monday, we've got a guinea pig and it talks and it's a nightmare. And um, it's been pestering us to do stand-up for weeks. And uh, I promised my daughter I'd get it a gig. So on Monday I had to take my guinea pig to the gig and he did like 10 minutes. And he was really good. He was so good, actually, even though I'm involved in writing it and performing it, although um, I don't do the voice. When one joke didn't work, I was genuinely pleased. <laughs> he was going so well on his debut for about six minutes that one of the jokes didn't work. And uh, I was like, yes! You could see it in my face because I videoed it. I was like thrilled his jokes not hadn't worked. Because you don't want to end up like Keith Harris sitting in a dressing room staring <laughs> daggers at the Orville puppet. Oh, God! Going, well, if I it did. wasn't for you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Apart from the fact they love the puppet because it's it's gorgeous, it looks amazing, it looks like a real guinea pig. But the uh, the voice and like I would say about ninety percent of the material is a friend of mine um, called James James Crooks. I write a tiny bit of it, but and it was my idea to put it on stage. But it's uh, a mate of mine. He's a he used to be a, a radio character, and it's, he's brilliant, absolutely brilliant. So that's why when it didn't work, I was like yes. <laughs> Even though I was on stage doing it. So those are the new characters. Of course, mm. your gig on Friday is going to be a couple of... I don't want to say old characters. It's, you know, the classics. Okay, no, you're wrong. Well, you're wrong. You're half wrong. In fact, you're uh, two-thirds wrong. Shall I explain? Yes, please. Ivan's old, um, and he's got a few new jokes. Although the new bit is how he bitches about me not having any more material during the show. <laughs> he actually has a proper whinge to the audience. Has Ivan become self-aware? Well, he became self-aware about five years ago at the Melbourne Comedy Festival when I used to do 86 gigs in March. (laughs) And I started to go slightly mad. And he became self-aware then. And he was like, at at the end of this gig, I go home. Well, I don't go home. I just go into a carrier bag. I'm just like a hat and glasses in a carrier bag. (laughs) But he used to write loads for me. He used to When I first started, he was writing for me every week. And now, honestly, I'll I'll look if I get like two or three jokes a year now. So he's like that. I mean, it's not his fault because he's obviously got to be a song with a medical bass pun in it, hasn't it? So, that, I mean, in a, in a way, I blame Ed Sheeran. <laughs> so, um, he does all that. I do um, push it and go a bit mad and off the rails. There's a few times. But the psychic's completely changed. Have you seen the new psychic? Uh, I saw you, you do the psychic in, was it December? Mm. We worked together in uh, Warwickshire, mm. didn't we? Yeah, so I go on and I set, uh, as me, and I call myself the psychic comedian, and I say, 10 years ago, for a character, I thought it'd be great to learn the tricks of the trade as a charlatan psychic, not the real psychics, the charlatan ones. And if that doesn't get a laugh, I know I'm in trouble. <laughs> um, on some nights it doesn't. And then I thought, I'll go on stage, I'll appear to be psychic, and people will go, oh, look, that comedian can learn to be psychic in a year. Clearly, it's all nonsense. And, of course, that didn't work out. What was happening is people were looking at me going, oh, look, that comedian's also a psychic. (laughs) The character was too good, Tom. Well, yeah, but it's like, even if I did a really great portrayal of Peter Pan, people wouldn't think it's possible to fly, would they? And then I explained, actually, this is really freaky, genuinely freaky. On the first night of the tour, a voice came to me, and I could hear it quite clearly while I was messing about on stage being psychic, and it said, it's easier to fool people than it is to convince people that they've been fooled. And that voice turned out to be my spirit guide, uh, who was a a brilliant psychic when he was on this side of life. He was called called Derek. And uh, and, what, what? No, Derek, I don't think it's too soon. (laughs) Um, 
And now I'm a skeptic, but I've got this psychic spirit guy, and that, that makes me look like I can do it. So that's the new act. And as I start to talk to the dead, I do get a lot camper and a lot broader. Just obviously, I don't know if you know, but when you talk to the dead, you do have to be very calm. They just prefer it. <laughs> and that's the new act. So, and it's because I'm now a comedian that's psychic. Well, the other thing is, when things go right, and they do still, I do look like a <laughs> in my pants. Which <laughs> is a lovely new comic dynamic. So I'm, I'm like a sceptic comedian, spoofing psychics, but it's just getting more and more accurate, and I'm starting to look more and more afraid. And so it's a, so it's a different dynamic and a different character. But because I'm also a comedian now, quite blatantly, and telling them I'm just a comic, it just frees me up massively to do all kinds of comedy that I wouldn't be able to do before. Because before, everything, when you do characters, everything's got to be run through your character filter, hasn't it? Would he say this? Would he do this? And so you're a bit crippled sometimes with jokes, but when you comment, you can just say anything for a laugh, can't you? Which is liberating. Right, that's it. That's it. It's all explained. Are you yeah. happy now? Are you the, happy? Do you understand now? The Secrets of Comedy Revealed <coughs> by Tom Bins. I've listened. Don't get me wrong. Some of the jokes, although the psychic, I do write a lot of new stuff for. I, but there's some classic jokes from the old uh, psychic. I, I just I don't want to let go of, like the florist joke. I'll do it now, so you don't even have to come. Um, <laughs> the one at the top of the show where he says, "I don't I don't want to be seen to pro- to be profiting from people's grief because that would make me no better than a florist." That one. That's it. it. But because I'm a comedian now, I can also say the other thing about the grief is it just really interferes with the comedy. It's, it's just really hard to win an audience back when they've just been bawling their eyes out because they've been talking to grandma. Other events happening in and around Birmingham in the next week. On Saturday, fascinating Aida are at the Town Hall. Dane Baptiste is at the Bromsgrove Art Tricks. On Sunday at the Glee Club, two shows, Clinton Baptiste, who I don't think is any relation to Dane, and I hope there's no confusion over tickets with those two. Uh, Suk Osler as well is back at the Glee Club for another sold-out performance. And at Mac is uh, Ahir Shah. I get strangers anonymously contacting me online, insisting that I want to impose Sharia law on the West, which, as the atheist son of Hindu parents, makes me feel ever so naughty. (laughs) How are you, I hear? Yeah, I'm very well, thank you. How's it going? Good. I first met you back in 2014 when we we were venue buddies at the Fringe. Yes, at the County House. Yes. Do you have any fond memories of that Fringe? (laughs) (laughs) I do actually have fond memories of that Fringe. Uh, It it was just really nice uh, transferring from the paid Fringe, which I did a couple of times. When I did my first solo show, was at the Underbelly, and then I did the Comedy Zone at the Pleasance Courtyard. Uh, and then just transferring to a situation where people showed up without having to be actively harangued and you made a bit of money afterwards was excellent. And then you stuck around for quite a while. Yeah, well, I think it's one of the odd things about uh, Edinburgh, which people on the outside of it uh, consistently underestimate is that weirdly up to a point the only way to make money out of it is to give it away for free and so it would always be quite strange when after 
shows on the free fringe, people are like, oh, well, you know, you should be at the, you know, one of these uh, venues where they would have to be paying a lot more for a ticket and I would have to be paying for the privilege of being there. And you sort of go, why, why do you want both of us to be in a worse position? Here? <laughs> the show you're touring now is the show you did at the fringe last year. Yes. Dots. Mm-hmm. What's that all about then? Dots is a show about certainty, pretty much, about the necessity, utility, and in my case, absence of certainty. Um, and what uh, topics include love, Mexico, cigarette, depression, family, children, uh, dead German sociologists. It's considerably funnier than I make it sound. Mexico. Yes. That's not one that often comes up in stand-up shows. No, but I went on holiday to Mexico in December 2018, and when I got back, I was like, boy, let's get some sweet gags out of that. (laughs) And that make the whole thing (laughs) tax-deductible. Presumably. Yeah, sure. And Um, for everyone listening at HMRC, I did not do that. Please do not uh, get in touch. (laughs) I think we should clarify for anyone who's not seen you before is that you will deal with these uh, some, some weighty topics... Mm. Also Mexico. Um, but <laughs> It's a weighty place. There's a lot of jokes <laughs> in the show. Yeah, well, I think that the the lovely thing about stand-up is that, you know, your, your obligation is to make an audience laugh. And as long as you are doing, as long as you're achieving that end, the means by which you achieve it are entirely up to you. And that means that do silly puns or talk about stuff that might be comparatively hard-hitting or difficult as long as you as long as you're peppering things with enough jokes which can be silly puns even when you're talking about difficult things then you're entirely free to do it the phrases that come up when you google you are here is things like you know intelligent comedy and i always feel like going yes but comedy though (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. with with jokes yeah the the principal duty is to be funny (laughs) no one likes it you know i've seen and you'll have seen and even like you know in previews i will often do segments where People might be like, oh, well, this is all very well and good, and it's all very interesting, but tick, tick, tell a f***ing joke, mate. Yeah, because I think there is a perception amongst people when they see someone build as intelligent comedy, there's a kind of, oh, am I going to just be lectured at? Yeah. And that's so not the case with you, I hear, from when I've seen you. And if people watch your clips online, they'll they'll see as well. There's jokes, jokes, jokes all the way through. I don't know. I I think Tim Vine, for example is just doing like quick fire one-liners and things uh, at a prodigious rate and no one would really refer to that as in inverted commas intelligent comedy but equally he's a really smart guy and you don't get as good at that as he is by being an idiot intelligent seems to be some sort of euphemism for yes you are going to be lectured at or this is going to be pointlessly worthy or anything which I, i would hope was not the case no, there's definitely a point to your worthiness. <laughs> Where can people see you next? So this is uh, touring the country until uh, mid-March. Then it is being filmed on March 31st at the South Bank Centre in London for HBO. Uh, so that will only be accessible if you are in the United States or one of their overseas territories. Or have uh, the internet in any capacity. Well, yeah, I think that but I'm just going to encourage British people to torrent it, but I don't think I'm legally allowed to say that yet. No. Uh, we're de- if, all right, let's say we definitely don't do that. 
Yeah, obviously yeah. don't. Yeah. Delighted that one of the Counting House alumnus of 2014 is going to be on HBO. Uh, thank you very much for having a chat with me today, I hear. No, 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 pleasure. One of the nicest people in comedy, I hear, Shah. Uh, there, I spoke to him a couple of days ago. Uh, a couple of other shows knocking around uh, early part of next week. There's The Useful Idiot at Loki Wines. That's uh, free entry. Very nice new material night. Uh, yeah. they, they've got one at The Good Intent on ta- in town on Tuesday. Yeah. Uh, Tommy Tiernan's at the Town Hall. Massive, on Tuesday. massive deal. There's no way I'm playing a clip of him. His stuff is all far too long form for this yeah. this format. And uh, for your listeners. <laughs> what What are you saying about my listeners? Very short attention span. Have they? Probably. Yeah. Um, also, uh, Reese James is at the Glee on Wednesday. And Jeff Norcott is at the wow. Bromsgrove Artrix on Wednesday as well. Wow. Uh, so, we're nearly out of time. Yeah. Thanks to Eric Rushton for being my in-studio guest. I've had a lovely time, actually. I'd love to come back again. Yeah? Yeah. When? Uh, when do you want me? To know. When? When you? When have you got something notable to report on? Oh, so you won't even just have me for my, for my good chat. <laughs> I mean, we can do. Fine. Whatever, mate. Well, Come back when awkward. I do something else. Well, yeah. How many? How many awards do you have to win? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so what? Uh, what? You got some gigs coming up this weekend, have you? Uh, yeah, I'm in Whitchurch tonight. Whitchurch. Whitchurch. Staffordshire. I don't know. I'm getting there somehow, though. Okay. Edwin Stowe on Friday. Didn't he sing 25 Miles yeah. and War? <laughs> and Oxford on Saturday. Oxford, where in Oxford? Jericho Comedy. Oh, That's okay. very nice. I like that a lot. Have you been Is it that? the Jericho Tavern? Yeah, he's got a few different ones. Okay. Just like Jericho Cafe, Jericho Tavern. I don't know where it is, actually. I think sometimes I they do two on the same night. I used to do comedy at the Jericho Tavern in Oxford 20 years ago. Yeah, it's very nice. Yes. When I was a younger man. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, all the best with those. Can't stop the relentless march of time, James. Thanks for that. Um, I'll, I'll be living proof of that this weekend. Uh, tomorrow night, I'm in Boston. Wow. Not, not the fun American Global. One. Oh. And, uh, and then... On Saturday in the afternoon, New York. I'm doing Butlin oh. Skegness, right? Nineties weekender comedy show. Chicago on Sunday, and then Bishop Stortford. Sure. So yeah, it's all go. And tonight yeah. is the showcase for the the latest comedy course graduate showcase. Oh wow! At the Hare and Hounds. Nice. Very excited about that. It's had some good people on it. Um, so I'll be back next week on the Brum Radio Comedy Show, where no, we'll be, be talking to Ian Boldsworth about the Parapod movie. Wow. And how he got that made. Until next time, ta-ra. Well, there you go. That was all right, wasn't it? That was the Prom Radio Comedy Show. It's going to be back live 11 o'clock in the morning next Thursday. You can listen to it through brumradio.com and that way you get to hear all the music we play as well. Or if you feel like the music was sadly lacking, you can check it out on Mixcloud. Also, go through brumradio.com to listen to that. Otherwise, download the podcast again next week. Or if you really want to, find the studio and come and sit in the corner of it. And then you'll see it all happening live as well. There's lots of different ways you can consume the show. Not all of them uh, entirely legally. Until next time, ta-ra! Thank you for listening to this Brum Radio podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and rate us on your podcast app.
It's Barbara Nice here, Barbara's in Strice at Nice in the Biscuit. If you haven't already heard my podcast, where have you been? We're on series four. Get your ears round. It's me talking to people, have a proper good chat about loads of stuff. It's funny, it's informative, and sometimes I could get somebody sued. If you fancy listening to it, you can download it from... I'm going to get Paul to do the admin. <laughs> Call Barbara Nice and Friends. Listen to it on the Bum Radio website or your favourite podcast app.